What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And another day of the pre like of I don't know if you want to call it the preseason. I don't know if we want to call it uh the offseason. I don't know what we're calling it at this point. We just know that we need football. And that little bit of taste of a preseason really wasn't enough to satiate our hunger for for actual football. But Man, so so much to talk about. Uh, uh, like I wasn't able to come on after uh, after the the last preseason game, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that preseason game and uh, that the last one, and then we're going to talk about the 53 man roster and what what could be, what should be, and what probably will be. And everything in between. But before that, you know, we got to hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, thank you guys for coming through. It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And make sure you get this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. And yeah, so we all we all know the news. Like uh, Trey Lance is no longer here. He's a he's a Dallas Cowboy, right? Um, I mean, there's nothing really to say about it. He's a Dallas Cowboy now, <laughs> and uh, I could say a ton about about this organization and how they've done Trey Lance dirty and all the other stuff that's been making the rounds for days now uh, and talking about the ineptitude uh, of Shanny and his, his inability to develop quarterbacks and... I mean, what? Uh, insert your Shanny and Lynch uh, derogatory term here. I mean, it, but at the end of the day, this team is going to win games. <laughs> this team is going to win games. Yes, I get it. Trey Lance isn't here. It's unfortunate. All of it. And I've been saying that on my show for, for a long time now. It's unfortunate the, what happened with Trey. He, he got injured. And... No matter whose fault it is, he got injured. And let's let's be real. If he hadn't have gotten injured, we would have never saw Brock Purdy. They would still be riding with him, probably. And, yeah, I mean, it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances. Uh, did did Lynch and, and Shani lie about this, that, and the third? Absolutely. Okay. Every team, every organization lies to its fans, <laughs> lies to uh, lies to everybody on the regular basis. 
the media lies about their sources on a regular basis. <laughs> but we're not. But at the end of the day, all that matters is winning football games. We're the four. We're fans of the 49ers. We're four, fans of the team. Like, uh, I just want to watch football. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about uh, about. It's not that I don't care about Trey Lance. Of course, he's a person. I like Trey Lance. I wanted him to succeed. But at the end of the day, this is a business. This is uh, they and they're in the business of winning. And they didn't want to take the time. They made the decision. They didn't want to take the time to develop him. And now people are saying that they better they better do this, that, and the third with Brock Purdy. They've shown that they can win with Brock Purdy. So I don't even know where that's coming from. Like uh, uh, the, the odds are is this team is going to win some games this year. And I, I think that this this is going to be a very I think it's going to be a very solid team, even if even if for whatever reason, Sam Darnold has to come into the game. I think they're still going to find ways to win because they have a great defense. They have uh, they have a great they like have really good uh, offensive weapons. There's just too much talent on this team for this team not to win unless barring like a ridiculous amount of injuries. And which we don't want to even speak into existence. So, yeah, it. I mean, it is what it is. Like you can be upset, or you can just wait for football to start and like enjoy the games. I mean, that's really what all of these things with the all of these things that we talk about, all of these uh, embarrassing the 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 loss of pick, all the picks. All of the uh, the free agent acquisitions, all of it leads up to why we actually watch the game, which is the actual football that's being played. And when you get to the actual football, uh, it's it's kind of sad that we're that we can't even get to the actual football. That there that uh, that there's a lot of folks out there that feel that this part is more important than the actual football being played on the field. Like, uh, I mean, it is what it is. This is just the business to get part to get to the actual football. And I think once we get to the actual football, uh, I think people once the 49ers start winning, nobody's going to re- nobody won't remember, but they're not going to care. So it is what it is. And. Uh, but but yeah, so the 49ers last uh, preseason game and it was. I would say it was a lackluster performance. Brock looked like Brock. Nothing special. Not like I mean, not that it wasn't special, but like, uh, uh, but I mean, look, he looked like Brock. Like it wasn't. I wasn't surprised by any of it. And then you had Darnold come in, and it was a little rough. It was a little rough. Uh, and I could sit here and make excuses, but nobody, nobody's everybody. Then everybody starts. Uh, at least not everybody. The people on the 49er Twitter will sit there and say that you're carrying their water. That's the that's that's the the one that everybody loves to use now is carrying Shanahan's water, carrying Lynch's water, um, because you're carrying. But I guess you're just carrying Trey Lance's water. I I don't know what what people are trying to say like that. I think that people just have different viewpoints on the importance of each facet of this game. And uh, yeah. And the reality is, is that Trey was not good. He, he wasn't better than Brock Purdy. We'll say that 
That's easy to say, right? He was going to cost them more money next year. He was going to cost them more money next year. They decided to cut bait. They didn't think that he was going to be the long-term starter. They think that they have their long-term starter now. And whether they're wrong, right, wrong, indifferent, that's what they're thinking. So they they cut bait with uh, and decided to leave the drama behind them and just deal with uh, that they made a mistake. And now Trey Lance goes to the Cowboys where he's in the almost the exact same situation. I don't I don't even understand what the 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 premise behind going to the Cowboys <laughs> because he okay, now you're going to be number 2 behind Dak Prescott and granted Brett, Dak Prescott does get injured from time to time. Oh, McNiner in the house. Appreciate you coming through fam. Always a pleasure. Um but yeah, so yeah, he goes to the Cowboys. There's no, there's no real, I don't know how he's supposed to get reps going to the Cowboys. And I get it that any team that he would have gone to, it's going to be one or the other. Either they're going to have a bad quarterback that he's sitting in back of. Uh, there was, and, and granted, there was multiple offers, but uh, the Cowboys were the only one. Why the Cowboys were the ones to offer a fourth round pick? I just have no idea, but it makes it very difficult for me because I want to root for Trey Lance, but now I can't root for him because he's a cowboy. And I will not. I will not root for a cowboy, period. So it is what it is. Uh, but but yeah, like him sitting behind Dak, I don't think is the best situation for him either. I, 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 I mean, they have their quarterback. Unless they just plan on punting on deck, which I, I highly doubt is what hap- ends up happening. So uh, it's unfortunate. The whole situation is unfortunate. But yeah, so you get through this that game. And there was quite a few people in my mind that kind of stood out. There was a lot of people that really made themselves not stand out in that game and in that last preseason game. Uh, and if I have to say, that Nick Sakel should not be on this team one more time. Nick Sakel is complete. I mean, he is a, I know that they got him in the, I think they got him in the sixth round. Like uh, it, that's a, a waste of a sixth round pick. That's how bad Nick Sakel is. Nick Sakel is not going to be good. He is not going to be good. If he's not getting a penalty, then he's getting, then he's in the wrong spot. And it's just, Nick Sakel is just not good. Uh, that that was the first takeaway that I got from from this. The other takeaway that I got from that game was that uh, Deshaun Jameson really is he he look he's starting to look like a rookie. And while he while he flashed and he does and he does turn, tend to flash, um, I don't. I think that people fell in love with him a little too quickly, and. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard kind of a little hard for him to make this roster unless they just absolutely see something in his returnability that that uh, that just over that overrides what we saw from when he's on playing defense. So, ah, I don't know. <laughs> uh David says my friend my friend lives right by Levi's Southeast Cowboy Stadium, and they have welcome Trey Lance on the screen billboard. You know that's another factor because we talk about how toxic 49er, 49er fans, the 49er fan base is. 
cowboy fans, I mean, you got a lot of cowboy fans out there that that don't really like Dak and would love to see Dak uh, uh, replaced. So I think that that was a weird thing to just insert drama into your organization. And now Trey Lance has to is right in the thick of that again. I just I'm so, I would be surprised if he even knew that the Cowboys were the ones that were going to be getting him. I mean, yes, it's a fresh start, but but yeah, otherwise that doesn't make any sense. And his agent had to be involved. Like, why his agent would think that that was a good spot? I I just don't uh I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I think that was probably one of the worst places he could have gone. If if we're really talking about him developing and getting a chance at getting a fair shot, a fair shot at uh at eventually playing. Like that's that's not a good spot for him. But with that being said, it's time to talk about the 53 man roster. By tomorrow all the teams have to be cut. They have to get it cut down to 53 men, correct? And it's going to be, there's going to be some surprising names. And we saw some surprising names get cut off uh, today on other teams. But I think that the 49ers specifically, um, it, it's going to be some surprising names, I think. And, the list that I came up with for the 53 man is, is the lit is what I think that the 49ers will do. Uh, like, of course it's not guaranteed 49ers always do something that makes absolutely no sense. And uh, so I would not be, and hopefully they, they surprised me to the good. Cause there's a couple of guys that I omitted off of my 53 man that, that I think should make this team. And should be and not have to worry about getting on the practice squad. Um, but I want to I want to bring up. Yeah, so I want to talk about the injuries that are that are going on like right right now for the 49ers. So you've got Jordan Mason. He's got a foot sprain. He's day to day. He's probably going to be fine. Elijah Mitchell, tight abductor, but he's cleared. He's probably going to be on. He's going to be there uh, week one, and uh, they already announced that today. Uh, Chris Conley has an AC joint sprain. He's day to day, but that is probably an injury that's going to keep him away from week one, which probably means that he's probably not going to make make the team. Um, Ray Ray McLeod, broken wrist, surgery eight weeks. I still think he makes the team. They just put him in an, on an injury designation. Um, and I'm going to get get to get to my whole list of people. But Danny Gray, collarbone, four to uh, four to eight weeks. Same thing. I think that he's definitely going to make the team uh, just be on an de- injury designation because those are two guys that I think that they really had plans for the, this season. And because they're not season in- ending injuries, I think that they're definitely going to be on this team one way or another. But um, Cameron Latu, meniscus, has surgery. He's done for the season. And this was an opportunity for the 49ers to let him cook for it and just go in the oven and, and just cook a little bit for uh, for this offseason, come back next year ready, ready to catch the ball a little bit better. 
Um, I think that they would love, have loved for him to be have an immediate impact. But uh, yeah, he's dropped a lot of balls. Uh, has not has not looked great. And uh, he he did have a little bit of a resurgence in the in the last. Uh, was it the last one? I think it was the the second game. It was the second game that he had a he had a little bit of a resurgence, but. Uh, but still, to me, it's not it's not enough, not enough to justify. Justify where he was taken, and I'm still upset about the pick, obviously, <laughs> but then you got A.J. Parker, cornerback. He's got a hamstring. He's on a hamstring. Uh, he's probably out for a few weeks, which makes me think that he's going to get cut like uh, and probably they'll try to sneak him onto the practice squad. Uh, Daryl Luter. He's on the pup. He's they're probably going to try and uh, give him an injury designation. He's probably not going to make the team. Uh, Tal- Talanoa Funga had a Baker cyst. They said it's really nothing big, like, uh, and he should be ready for week one. Uh, but Taylor Hawkins, broken hand, he's out for the season <laughs> for sure. Like they didn't say that he's out for the season, but he's probably not going to make the team, which probably means that they'll sneak him on with an injury designation. And uh, when he comes off of that, then he'll probably be snuck on the practice squad. Um, Jake Moody, quad strain week to week. This is this is a big one. You you used up a third round pick for this guy. And I just finished talking about how picks are. Picks are not as important as we make them out to be. They're business transactions, and they're ways for guys to get on the team. So the fact that they used a third on Jake Moody, though, was an opportunity for them to get a another talented person on this team out of the top 100 players of the in the in the college football. And I said at the time, people people got on me about it. Uh, cause I just need to support the team and support the pick. It, it's kind of funny how that works because everybody says, Oh, you just need to support them. But with the Trey Lance stuff, nobody wants to support them at all. And they're in their decision-making, but I'm going to, I digress. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Jake Moody right now. And I thought it was a mistake at the time. I still think it's a mistake. It was a mistake. He's, he looks like garbage in preseason. This gives him an opportunity to to uh they could just leave him off for the roster i if they don't take this opportunity to leave him off the roster and to just bring in a vet for this season and give him a chance to have another year in the pros and to just kind of get acclimated then i don't know what they're doing i don't understand it but uh zane gonzalez calf strain uh the other kicker He's probably out a few weeks, and uh, which means that he's probably not going to make the team. Like undoubtedly, he, they're going to probably get rid of him. And then you got Taco Charlton. We already knew he was out for the season. Uh, Nick Bosa, he's still holding out, and we're going to talk about him at the end of the show. But uh, then, you, of course, the the rest of it is is in the wind. But uh, so. Oh, Rick in the house. Appreciate you coming through, fam. I agree that was the worst part for part uh place for him to go. Absolutely. I, I just don't get it. Uh and then oh good looking. Good looking, uh, David. 
Uh, he says by one uh, one p.m. Pacific time, two p.m. Mountain Standard Time. He's got all the times there for the deadline for final cuts. Uh, so everybody's gonna be gonna be hitting the refresh button on Twitter just just to see where their where their guys uh, if their guys made the team. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Daytona. Like you don't have to tell me. Of course he's gonna be fine. He's drilling 60 yards in practice. I mean, he's playing practice. Like, of course he's okay. And then it turns out he can't even, he can barely hit a, an extra point. Uh, and then he said, terrible pick, though. It, yeah, it was absolutely. CG, appreciate you coming through, fam. Always a pleasure to have you come through. Uh, oh, make sure that you, make sure that, uh, that you tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week and uh, keep, keep helping us grow this community. And, and yeah, I just love it when people bring their energy to the chat. So make sure that you guys do that on every time I go live, but all right, so let's start with the 53 man. And because I don't want to be here all night, I've got a fantasy football uh, draft uh, straight out of the Bay. Shout out to those guys. Um, and I got, I'm in their, uh, I'm in their fancy, uh, football league this year. And, uh, so we'll keep you updated on how that goes only if I'm winning. <laughs> Otherwise I won't be talking about it, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, that's supposed to be tonight. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, I think they're going live with it too. Like, uh, I won't be on that, but, uh, cause it's going to be very late my time, but, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to chop it up with those guys, Jay in the Bay, uh, uh, Bay Area Baller, Kelts, Amin, all of them. Like uh, it's gonna be a lot of good guys in that. I think I believe uh, sickness is in it too. So make sure uh, make sure that you check out the the live uh, that they're gonna do later on today. But all right, let's start with the QB position, the one that every everybody's favorite, every 49er fans. Favorite position, the QB position, right? And, of course, Purdy. I've got Purdy, Darnold, and Allen. Like, this is no big surprise. That's all we got left. Uh, I, I I saw some people saying that uh, to get rid of Allen and bring in Will Greer, that they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're going to want the guy that's been in their offseason program the whole time. So, Allen's not going anywhere. Darnold's not going anywhere. It is what it is. Just, just chill, breathe, and like uh, enjoy the show. But yeah, QB, QB is pretty much set in stone. Like I don't, I don't see that being any surprise. No, I, I don't think there's going to be any surprises there. Running backs. So we got, I've got CMC, uh, Elijah Mitchell. I've got Mason as the as the running back three, but you could easily swap him with TDP. Uh, I don't know if they know who 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 running back three is, and uh, but I would say honestly, I think eventually Mason should just be not not the guy, but at least the guy spelling CMC. I just think the thunder and lightning aspect of it all, and the fact that he runs, Mason just runs so angry. He's got to he's got to he's got to do better with the ball security, but. I just want to see him. I just want to see him get more carries. He is an explosively violent uh, running back, and I just think that that wears down a defense. That type of mentality. So, um, yeah. But 
And then, of course, you got Juice in there in the mix, too. Uh, I know Coletto. Uh, I mean, they had some stragglers, Brian Hill and McNichols and those guys that they signed. But those were just, in my mind, they were just camp bodies. Uh, the fact that they're going to have basically five running backs uh, is, that's a lot <laughs> for a lot of teams. So, uh, but yeah, like Juice Hill should be there at least for this last season. I don't know what people think about that. Uh, maybe the chat wants to tell me how you how you guys feel about Juice be uh maybe being here, maybe not being here next year. Uh, Coletto looked really good. Coletto looked really good in the offseason, and I could totally see them not paying Juice what they're paying him, uh, and just going going for it with Coletto at that point. At at some point, they're gonna have to because they're not gonna keep paying Juice what they're paying him. Um uh, Next, uh, next, next uh, position group I got is tight ends. So I got Kittle, obviously tight end one. Uh, then I've got now you could put the rest of these guys in any kind of order, but unfor- unfortunately, I think that the 49ers are going to keep Dwelly and Warner. I just think that they they're more familiar with the system. I don't think that I do think I, I take that back. I don't think that the 49ers will choose anybody but those two and Braden Willis. Braden Willis, I got them picking four tight ends, keeping four tight ends. And I think Braden Willis is going to make this team. Uh, but I do think that Dwelly and Warner make this team. I just I don't agree with it, but I just feel like that's what they're going to do. I think that Fumagalli should absolutely make this team. Troy Fumagalli, and if you don't know who he is, you need to watch the preseason games. In my opinion, he has been the the best tight end that we've seen. Uh, like other than Kittle being on the field for that that minuscule amount of time, he has been the best tight end that I've that that I've seen out of all of them from a blocking and catching standpoint. So I like Fumagalli. I just don't think I think because. Dwelly and Warner are such are such stalwarts in this offense that they're not going to be willing to give them up for a guy that just was marginally better than the other guys. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they I hope that they just they they take a flyer on Fumagalli and get him in the mix because he's definitely better than Dwelly and Warner, in my opinion. And Daytona says Juice will likely stay and take a pay cut or retire. I that would not surprise me at all. Like uh, I think Juice. Uh, I mean, where do you go? Like who? How many people are using fullbacks? Unless you want to go to the Texans or. Uh, but I mean, I think if the 49ers don't win a Super Bowl this year, and he's still trying to win. I think he does take a pay cut. I think if the 49ers win, win a Super Bowl this year and they get and uh and then and they decide that they're not going to pay, they're not going to pay him. I really think that I think that at that point he might take a pay cut just to stay here. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. And then he went and got paid cuz he got his ring. He went and got paid by uh by a team like the Texans or the Jets. 
one of those one of those other 49er teams, <laughs> those 49er affiliates that uh, that that use the same offense. I, I could see it like uh, and get paid to to bring the culture. So it, it's possible. Um, and then Randy Tone said 88. Is he 88? Is Fumagalli 88? I don't know that he is, but uh, but yeah, like I said earlier, like I said earlier, uh, Latu, I mean, he's going to be injured. He's going to be out for the season. So he doesn't even factor in this. I do like Willis. Um, I I think Dwelly and Warner are all kinds of, they're not even mid to me. Like they're just below average, which, which makes me, I think, I don't think Fumagalli is a world beater, but he just looks like a normal tight end too. And uh, like, I just think that he's, that he was a solid piece, that he's a solid piece. Um, I'd like to see him get some more playing time, but. Yeah. Laura B. Moody can be red shirt. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. But, um, but yeah, so tight ends, I think I, I kept four. Like Kittle, Willis, Dwelly, and Warner. Uh, then wider. Let's move on to wide receivers. I've got Debo, of course. I mean, Debo's not going anywhere. Ayuk not going anywhere. I got Jennings, uh, who I thought really had a pretty decent looking uh, uh, off had like off season and preseason, uh, except for the ball that hit him in the the hands, and I can't even remember who threw it to him, but. Um, he had a he. I mean, he always has a little bit of the drops he's every now and then. But Jennings, I think, is solidified himself. They love what he brings. I still have Ray Ray and Gray, Danny Gray making this team, and they'll just be under some kind of injury designation. And then you've got, uh, and then you've got, and then I've got Ronnie Bell making the team. I think because, and we'll get into it later of why Ronnie Bell, it, like, is probably going to be the returner. For this team until Ray Ray McLeod comes back, so I do have Ronnie Bell. Uh, make I think he's had a great off season. I think he's had a great camp, and uh, that's a that's a guy that I don't necessarily think that they will get involved involved in the offense. But early on, he's going to have to be involved somewhat because they're going to be low on on wide receivers. So, um, but yeah, so I got Ronnie Bell making it. So I've got them keeping one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers. Because uh, Ronnie Bell is going to be on special teams. So, yeah, that's why I kept six. And then offensive line, of course, we got Trent. We got Aaron Banks, Brendel, uh, Burford, and McKibbitts. Those are your starters, right? Uh, I've got them keeping Feliciano, uh, Matt Pryor, and Jalen Moore. Only because of continuity. Uh, Jalen Moore was kind of on again, off again. He's, he's okay. He's mid, but I mean, he's a backup. So if he can just be solid, he was actually was not bad in this last preseason game when he was playing with the starters. So I think that that keeps him on this team. Matt Pryor is all kinds of mid like, uh, but, but it's a very offensive linemen are a premium in this league. They're a terrible there is just a bunch of terrible offensive lines out there in this league. And so I when we sit there and we look at offensive linemen, can they just not get a bunch of, of penalties? 
can they at least give the quarterback some time to throw? <laughs> like that's really what I look for in an offensive lineman. And can they can they open holes in the run? That's why I know that's what Shanahan looks for. And I think that this group, Feliciano, was kind of disappointing for all the talk coming in about how he was he wanted to be a starter. Maybe it was just a learning curve from the offense. I don't know. But uh, definitely at center, he struggled, in my opinion. Like, uh, I just don't think he is all that great. But like I said, when he's playing with the stars, it probably looks different than when he's playing with all backups. And a lot, I think you can say that about a lot of these guys. So, um, yeah. But so I've got them keeping uh, three backups on the offensive line and eight, eight total. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they kept another. But, but then who do you take off? Because I think D line is where is a spot where they are. I think that they absolutely keep 10 defensive linemen. There is just a ton of talent on their defensive line. And I know people are giving them the blues right now. Like they just, people are really skeptical of this defensive line uh, because, and I mean, they're leaving gaping holes, but this is the thing. They're not running the defense the way they normally would. They're trying stuff out in preseason. I don't think this run defense is going to look as bad as it has. Um, and I just, and I think uh, from a pass rush standpoint, I don't think that they're, uh, that they're terrible. I don't think that they're terrible, even without Bosa. But right now I've got, and, and Bosa we will get to later, I promise you. Promise you. Um. <laughs> David says uh, Moody has the 49er third round pick curse. I mean, if if that's a real thing, it would be I mean, absolutely. Like he's it looked really bad, guys. It looked really bad. And I'm a Wolverine fan like through and through, but I I just didn't like the pick to begin with. But anyway, we're not going to harp on that. Uh but I look at for this D line, I'm gonna assume that they're gonna that they're gonna resign Bosa. I know, jumping out on a limb, but but I've got them having Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, and and you can pick which one you which one you want to start with. It's either Drake Jackson or Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell has had a great has had has played really well in the in the preseason games. So. I think that they're really happy with that. And he was a guy that, I mean, we knew he was talented. I mean, he's a first round talent and Chris Kasurk does the best job at getting at squeezing every ounce of talent out of these guys. So I think Cleveland Farrell is, is going to be a solid pickup for, uh, and I think Drake Jackson flashed some more of his length in this, in this last game. And I would like to see him get, just be more explosive on passing downs. I just, I need to see it, but uh, I've also got, I've got Alex Barrett and Kevin Givens making it Kinlaw, uh, Ty McGill. And, and then I've got uh, their, uh, their fifth round pick, uh, uh, Beal making it Robert Beal. And 
but mainly because I don't think that they want to even chance somebody poaching Robert Beal. I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time, but I think that they're going to keep him around just to just to keep uh, just to keep like kind of developing him. Uh, but they definitely don't want to let him get away. He just needs another another year of seasoning and getting the Aaron Banks treatment of getting of uh, getting his body right and ready for the NFL. Uh, I think he's going to need a season. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Austin Bryant made it um, in place of either Alex Barrett or Kevin Givens, probably in in place of Alex Barrett. I like because I I really like Kevin Givens, Uh, but but it wouldn't surprise me. And and honestly, Ty McGill could be a casualty, even though Ty McGill has shown us enough in games and in regular season games to not get to not get uh, chopped off of this roster. I feel like he should be absolutely making, I think he's a 49er and uh, he is great at depth. I don't think that they're going to cut Kinlaw. I just don't, I just don't see them cutting Kinlaw. Uh, even though he hasn't really shown us anything but inconsistency uh, while he gets, while he's sometimes okay, pushing the pocket on, on passing on like pass rush moves, then the next one he's getting kind of just thrown out of the way in the, in the run against the run, which is what he's supposed to be good at. Uh, I, I just think Kinlaw is, if you wanted to call someone a bust, Kinlaw is a bust in my opinion. And that is a the guy they probably need to move on from. They're not, I don't see anybody giving them anything of any value for him which uh, tells me they're probably just going to let him walk at the end of the season. But I do think that they give him one last chance to to do something. So I think that they're going to keep him, unfortunately. Because I would like to see Austin Bryant make this team. I think that Austin Bryant is at the... he While he tends to overrun the play a lot, that's what I noticed with him, uh, he does give you that speed element that eventually you want Robert Beal to, to be. And... I, I don't know. I like Austin Bryant. I really think that he's a, a solid, solid player. Now, granted, he he doesn't get to come in and play until later. But I would just like to see him on the field once or twice. And, uh, and I don't think that we're going to get a chance to do that. I think that he's probably going to end up on the practice squad. Hopefully, hopefully that uh, hopefully not enough people liked his tape the way that I liked it to uh, to come and poach him off the 49ers. But yeah, I think that that is – I absolutely think that they're going to keep 10, 10 defensive linemen overall. But there's a there's a few different guys that you could argue with me about. And, uh, yeah, but I just think that that's the 10 that they're probably going to go with. And let's move on to linebackers. Uh, we got linebacker, uh, of course, Warner. I mean, Warner's a fixture. Greenlaw, of course. And then and then I think that Oren Burks is going to make, because of his special teams ability, not only his special teams ability, but because uh, I think the 49ers just like him. He he played he played really well when uh, whenever he's had to spell uh, Warner. So, like, I just I just think that uh, that I like Oren Burks. Uh, he's special teams ace and yeah he's solid and then and i think that dff cannot be denied 
Demetrius Flanagan Foles played really well. I mean, I think his first preseason game was a little rough, but after that, he settled in and he looked really good in the last one. I just he's he's been a fixture in this defense. He knows that he plays really good on special teams. I just don't see them letting him walk. Uh, And then you could have it either way, but I have them only keeping five linebackers and this is it's an interesting thing because there's going to be a lot of people out there that think I'm crazy but but a lot of people are going to assume that they're going to pick Jalen Graham uh and I like D Winters I think that D Winters is the more ready of the two right now Jalen Graham's I Jalen Graham I could see down the road uh, I could see it down the road, but I like Winters now. I like his speed. I like his his uh, just sideline to sideline. I mean, I just like D. Winters. I really do. And uh, But Jalen Graham has been solid too, but he takes some questionable – I mean, it's, gonna, it's a learning curve for him playing that off-ball middle linebacker spot like, uh, like they want him to play for – they want him to spell Warner and eventually replace him. If that happens – there's somebody that deserves to stay is going to probably get cut. And which would mean either Oren Burks or DFF. And or they just pick or they just pick uh, because they've got um, McCrary Ball. You've got Robinson, Curtis Robinson and Trevino doesn't factor in, but um I just don't think uh, McCrary Ball did enough. I think we all came into this offseason thinking he was going to be the one that replaced uh, Al Shire, and he didn't come close, in my opinion, to replacing Al Shire. Al Shire is a beast, and uh, but I could see, I could to- DFF played really well, so I could see him being in that spot, even though it's kind of a, there's a kind of a size issue there. Uh, but I could see Jalen Graham playing that position. I could see D winners. I just think that I think that they go with the speed of D winners. I think that you don't always get speed like that and the uh, and the thought process at the same time. Uh, and if I had to pick between the two, I'm picking D winners. But we'll see. We'll see. I that's that's who I took. D winners, and I think I. But I don't know if you can go really go wrong. I think both of those guys. But you're going to have to make a choice. They're going to have to make a choice on those two, and uh, so I think some people are going to be disappointed, and it just is what it is. Uh, but McNiner says linebackers should be Warner, Greenlaw, uh, Graham, Winners, and Burks. The young guys are under. Club control for four seasons for dirt cheap and all have upside. Man, I I feel you. <laughs> I feel you, but they're in win now mode. And that it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me if they kept DFF. I mean, every year that somebody gets injured. And I don't know that they're gonna want a rookie to, to have to come in and uh and spell a green law. And they don't want a rookie to come in and have to spell a Warner. I I just I just don't see it. I think that they're going to keep one of those guys, 
And I think they're going to try and sneak one of them onto the practice squad. But I just can't, I can't see them letting DFF go. So, but yeah, and Burks is going to make it because of special teams. But DFF should make it for special teams. He's a special teams guy too, uh, a really good special teams guy. So I think that that is an underrated, I think that's an underrated decision because I do think they're only going to keep like five. But we shall see. And all right, let's move on to cornerbacks. Cornerbacks. And this was at first... I was like, man, how many cornerbacks can they keep? And then I I had to settle for only, I could only settle for five. I had to look at it and I could only settle for five of them. And I've got Mooney Ward, uh Diamador, Diamador Lenore. Uh on the other side, I've got uh, and I know that they're talking about putting him in the slot, but I think it might be one of those situations where they put they kind of put him on the outside and then on passing downs, they, they move him into the slot, but, and then they've got, and then I've got Womack making it. I've got Ambry Thomas making it. And then I've got uh, Isaiah Oliver making it. And I know what everybody's thinking. Isaiah Oliver stinks. <laughs> uh, I would personally, I personally would keep instead of Isaiah Oliver, I would keep Quantrez Knight personally for my own myself. I think Quadrez Knight is is a high effort guy, and I think that he knows the system. I think I like Quadrez Knight. Uh, I think Isaiah Oliver was overrated, and he's just not good in coverage. He's not fast enough in coverage. That's my personal opinion, and it's a really tough decision. And then people are going to also ask, well, what about Deshaun Jameson? I don't. Like you're gonna have to make some hard decisions. Like you're gonna may have to make some tough decisions, and it was my decision that I think that they only keep five because they're gonna keep ten defensive linemen. That's gonna happen. They're gonna keep at least eight offensive linemen, and and then linebackers. Like I said, they're gonna have at least five. They gotta have five. So. I mean, if they want to slice off a, if they want to slice off another linebacker, but then who do you cut then, on the, off those linebackers? So that's another that's another aspect of this that we just don't know how it's going to work out. And but I just think Oliver makes it because not, not so much because they paid him, but I think that that was that was uh, Steve Wilkes' guy that he wanted coming in. And I think that that he even he, he was making excuses for him. I just think that they're going to make an excuse for him and keep him. And I think that Deshaun Jameson showed enough of the rookie, uh, enough of the rookie jitters, and enough of that he kind of inconsistency that they're they should be able to sneak him onto the practice squad. So that's how I see it. Um, and. David said CB uh, CBs is a tough one. Uh, Ward, uh, Lenore, Womack, Thomas, and Knight. Knight outplayed Oliver. That's the way, if it was me picking, that's what I would have done. That's what I would have done, but it's not me picking. And I think that because Oliver is Steve Wilkes' guy, he's going to end up, 
he's going to end up uh, like uh, being the one that gets cut. And but hopefully he ends up making it to the practice squad. And if Oliver gets too bad, maybe he has another chance at it. Because the good thing about Quantrez Knight is that he's he's the the new uh, man. Who was that? What was the name of that guy that we always said stunk? And we they always cut him every year, but then they always bring him back the barnacle. Uh, and he wasn't on the team last year, but uh, usually he always made the team. And I can't and I can't even think of his name right now. But uh, but yeah, it's I think Quantrez Knight is that guy because he can play corner, he can play uh, he can play safety in a pinch. Uh, we saw uh, we saw him playing single high this last game. And I know somebody's going to answer it. Dante, Dante Johnson. I think Quantre, uh, Quantrez has a chance to be a better Dante Johnson, a more physical Dante Johnson. And I like, I really like Quantrez Knight. I think he could be like a super sub in certain situations. But, but they, for whatever reason, he just, he's not, he's not quite good enough to crack into that that rotation. So I just, uh, unfortunately for him, I just don't see him making it. But now let's move on uh, to safeties. And I have them keeping four safeties because if you really look at the safeties that I'm going to say they keep, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, you got a Funga. You got Tayshawn Gibson. Those are your two starters. And then you got your rookie, Tig. Jair Brown. He's got to make it, right? <laughs> He's going to make it. And then you've got Odom, uh, who is your special teams ace. So, I th- and I think Tig is going to play some special teams. Uh, but I, I don't think he flashed as much as they would have liked. Uh, I know he didn't flash as much as I would have liked. He did make a couple of good, really good plays, really good tackles, but he did definitely did not flash as much as I would have liked. Um, yeah, but but I do think he makes the team, obviously, and uh, and I think Odin makes the team, so I think they keep four safeties, and then which is it's another reason why the it makes it so difficult for for them to have more than more than five corners like uh and why it they have to have they're gonna have certain numbers at certain positions so uh and then for special teams i got of course Tabor pepper pepper he's hall of famer long snapper and then uh wishnowski of course the punter is gonna make it even though he can't kick a field goal to save his life uh but i mean he's a pro bowler pro bowl punter so he's gonna make it and who knows who's going to be a kicker? <laughs> Honestly, at this point, Moody, I don't know. Is he? I like, uh, I think that they try to use this injury designation to end his season. And then they try to bring in a veteran. I don't know who that veteran is going to be. It could be Robbie gold. I don't know if they burn that bridge to the point to where he's going to ask for too much money. And, uh, I think that there's some other, uh, really decent veteran kickers out there that they could get for cheaper than Robbie Gold's going to want. But they might just want the comfortability of having Robbie Gold in the building. So would not shock me to see Robbie Gold. It wouldn't shock me if they went with one of the other veteran kickers. Like, uh, But that's 
that's my 53 man. And uh, oh, Daytona says Crosby's out there. Uh, but yeah, I and I don't know. Crosby's Crosby's really old, <laughs> and there's a reason why he's kind of dancing around the league now. But uh, but yeah, I just I just think that would be smart of them to go ahead and sneak Moody, let Moody have a have a mulligan year, and try again next year. Because what we don't need is him being the difference between why they why they don't make win a playoff game. Like uh, I just that would be crushing. That'd be crushing. So, but now let's get to real quick, real quick before we get out of here, let's talk about Bosa. <laughs> so, Bosa. I see. I hear a lot of things about. Oh, it's just going to get done. We're just waiting. Then you got your other people that say, "Oh, they got to get this done." And every day that goes by, like, is uh, we're hearing that they're far apart on the money. You, we all know it's guaranteed money. We all know it's guaranteed money that they're that they're haggling over, right? Not just guaranteed money. It's the structure of the deal. They've got to make it look like it is just an astronomical deal, right? So, but at the end of the day, somebody said something earlier today that really kind of struck a chord with me and it goes both ways. Bosa made a comment earlier in this off season that he wasn't looking that like uh, to be the, the highest paid defensive lineman in history. He said that wasn't a motivation. So if I'm the 49ers, like, yes, absolutely that you want to pay him. Like, uh, I absolutely you want to pay him and pay him what he's worth. That is a guy that that you just do not want to go without. But at the same time, Bosa, not to give them a break, but Bosa just to be on a winning team. I think some I think sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle. And do you want to go make your money? Yeah, you're going to make your money, but you're going to play for a bad team. It is winning. How how important is winning to you? That uh, because you're getting once you get into the hundred millions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're haggling about what are we haggling about? Because you're going to make more money off of endorsements. You're going to make money more money off of stuff outside of outside of the of your contract than than the contract money. Uh, but I really do think it's the guaranteed money that's holding this this whole thing up and the structure of the deal, how much he gets paid up front. I think that all of that all has a factor to it. And I just hope that the 49ers don't let this draw on that like this this linger for too much longer just for the psyches of the fans. We're all going crazy. We're like, there's a lot of guys out there having spaces for hours on end talking about the POSA contract and how this, this organization absolutely can't let, can't let this go on. Uh, like without, this would be another black eye, blah, 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 blah. all of that. Um, but do they do what do they what do they do in this situation? Like uh, because 
this is a massive, this is going to be such a massive contract. <laughs> and this is going to be a corner. This is like a tipping, one of those tipping point contracts that is going to be talked about for, for the next probably three or four years. And how and how it's structured. This is such an important contract in the way that it's structured for the 49ers to be able to do things in the future. And I don't think people are taking that into account. They're just saying, y'all just pay him, just pay him. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. This contract is going to re not just reset the market, but he's going to be paid like a, like a quarterback. He's going to be paid like a quarterback and to have a quarterback salary. What do you do if Purdy hits If Purdy hits and, and like, and then you got to pay Purdy eventually. I mean, it's it's pretty substantial. It's pretty substantial. And how do you improve the team? Do you have to get rid of everyone at that point? And it's just Bosa and Purdy. Like, uh, it's this is such an important deal that it can't be stressed enough. Uh, and I think that people don't take that stuff into account. Yes, is the cap supposed to go up every year? Absolutely. That doesn't mean that it's gonna. It's not going to be a huge chunk sitting in the middle of the salary cap. Uh, I just don't think people always think of the business side when they're talking about paying these guys. And Daytona says, Bosa skips every training camp. Maybe that's why we're starting off slowly every year. I mean, the man had how many sacks last year? He doesn't play preseason games. So, I mean, what are we like? Uh, yeah, it, it's just going to be. The thing about the thing about Bosa is you want him to be practicing with the team. I don't really care about the preseason games. Uh, I care about him being able to practice with the team, and I don't want a bunch of soft tissue injuries. So, uh, but Daytona also said uh, maybe why he is burned out by game fifteen. No offense. Like I well, I mean I think that he's not necessarily burned out, but the when you get into when you get into uh, the playoffs, you're playing good teams. Those are the teams with the better offensive lines. And not only that, but he's getting double teamed. He's going to, he's been getting, he's the only guy producing sacks at, a, at that rate on this team. So for him to be, uh, he's, he's earning every single dollar and he doesn't just play the pass. He is, he's a great run defender. Like uh, he is just a all around great football player and uh, which is why he's going to demand this amount of money. And uh, no, he deserves every single penny, <laughs> every single penny. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. I think he is a mentor to, to a lot of those guys. Uh, I know that that Ken law talked about how he's worked with in the past I know that he worked the guys. So really, I think Bosa is a really good teammate. I just think that you can't really ask for a better guy to have to pay. Um, also, he says, I want, I want iron to sharpen iron. So we need Nick at practice. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, we need to see what that offensive line is really about. But with that being said, 
I do think that Nick Bosa is going to get paid. It's just a question of when. I just want it to not be the day before the season starts. So, 49ers, if you could get the deal done in the next couple of days, that'd be great. I don't want this week to go by to say to hear that we're still that we still haven't figured it out because then I'm going to be worried. So, but it is what it is. Uh, like I pre. I appreciate everyone for coming in. Make sure that you give this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe, the channel a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the uh, hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. And yeah, you can catch this video on uh, Twitter, on YouTube, and now on my on my new Facebook page, uh, Niner Fanatic Content Central, as well as the group. With the same name so check that out on facebook uh and then anywhere where you can get anywhere where you can get your uh, audio podcast if you don't want to look at my face great i've got you can listen to my voice on the on anywhere where you can get your audio podcast so i appreciate everybody for coming out appreciate the chat for keeping it lively uh absolutely david let's go niners i gotta get ready for this draft that's coming up right now and uh my fantasy draft but yeah, like I said, I appreciate all you guys. Appreciate all of all the chat for getting bringing the energy. And I'm gonna get out of here. But I will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm supposed to be on with Ben Camperman on his channel. I don't know if I'm gonna add my channel on or not, but we'll figure that out. But be on the lookout for that. Uh, Wednesday I should be on with Beto. Uh, so take a look out for that. And yeah, yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow. So. Uh, As we always do about this time, go Niners.